Hey there. So this is the next episode of Sketch and Release. And can you believe it? It's been months since uh, since I've sat down to record this. And look, there's good reasons for it. Reasons that aren't necessarily important to everybody, but uh, reasons that are uh, that have really taken over a lot of my life. And, um, you know, I'll get into it just very briefly in May of this year on Mother's Day. My mother passed away. And it wasn't something that was necessarily a sudden surprise kind of thing. It was something that was, you know, the the culmination of, a, of a, you know, a, a long period of, of illness. And so, you know, it was a thing that could be seen coming. So it was predictable. It was just a matter of when. And um, so it was a really hard time. It was uh, a lot to deal with, a lot to process and come to terms with. And so um, for this episode, you know, I've had a little time to sit with this and work through some things and um, find some some peace with everything. Uh, you know, it affected a lot, it affected a lot of my personal life, my even a little bit of my professional life. Um, just a lot of other things that had to kind of take a back seat in a way. And, you know, going through that, it really made me, uh, really made me focus on some things that I probably hadn't really taken the time to do. And, um, and in that process, as, as part of all of this, I found myself reflecting and thinking back to, you know, years ago and my youth and, you know, growing up with my mom, um, you know, a lot of the things we went through and the things we did and the good times and the bad times and, you know, all that stuff. You, you think back to a lifetime of experiences and feelings and memories. And so, you know, the, the thing that really stuck out is I was overwhelmed with nostalgia. And that's where I want to bring this episode of Sketch and Release. Uh, I want to bring this topic up because I feel like this is important because, you know, when you start a creative career, you start on that path and you're coming up with ideas and you're building a, a style or an identity or a even just a way of working that's all informed by who you are and what you've gone through, your experiences, your, your memories, your ideas, your philosophies, you know, everything. And all of that comes from childhood. It comes from, you know, the, the early days of, of, you know, whenever you had your first ideas, whenever you attempted to do the first things that you found creatively rewarding. Right. So, you know, looking back at that, like what kind of got me started on this road? What before I even started a career, before I even went to school for it, where did I kind of pick up this notion that this is what I wanted to do and what reward did I get out of it? So, you know, that's a long way to say that I just thought back to a lot of the um, a lot of those points, a lot of those milestones that maybe led me to this path and led me to where I am today. And so, um, 
it, it, it forced me to recognize the power of nostalgia. You know, not just necessarily like what it means to the work that I do or how I do it, but um, how I approach life. And that's a lot of what Sketch and Release is, or that's what I've tried to make it, is how do we take things that we go through in life and apply that to our creative work and, and maybe uh, learn some lessons from it. And, um, you know, I'll say this, this experience, um, you know, pretty much the first half of 2022, really, like from... December of 2021 through May of 2022, that period of about six months, um, it's one of the hardest periods I've ever gone through in my life. And, um, and I've been through some things, but nothing as dramatic and, um, intense as something like this. And so, you know, when I think back to you know, those moments where I had to really keep it together and stay strong and stay focused and find it in myself to, you know, remain composed and um, keep moving forward. A lot of what, a lot of what informed that, a lot of what gave me that skill came from my mother and the things that she taught me and the, 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 the ways that she kind of ingrained in me, I guess. And so the, you know, it's hard for me to maybe talk about this in terms of what my mother means to me, because that's, that's not necessarily what I want to talk about here, but I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about what it means to someone who's trying to find something in them and find a way to express it. And I, you know, this, uh, this is why it's a little hard for me because I'm talking in real vague kind of, you know, loosey goosey terms. And I, I don't really like to do that, but, um, I just, I don't know another way to come at it necessarily. So look, I'll just kind of hit it from this angle in terms of, um, you know, with mom, there was a, there was a good period of, of my youth and my childhood that, um, you know, it was just me and her. And so I look back on a lot of those times with a lot of good memories and a lot of good feelings. Um, they weren't always easy times, but they were times that we knew, you know, we, we had each other, right. We, we were, we were right there next to each other and, and, we hung in there when it got tough and we celebrated when it was good. And, you know, as time goes on, as with everybody, you know, you, you grow apart, uh, uh, you find your own way from your parents. And so, you know, I found myself doing that, of course. And, um, looking back on it now, I realize that there, there's a little bit of that, that is, it's kind of sad and, and not necessarily sad because, um, it shouldn't happen. I mean, it, it, it really should happen. It really, it's, it's kind of a healthy development is you have to become your own person, but also that you do lose that touch. You lose a little bit of that bond. And now with a parent and a child, there's always a bond, 
I mean, I have two children myself and they're grown now. And I'm at that point with them where I feel that bond starting to change. And so I know that this is just part of the way it goes. This is just part of life. But a lot of this experience with my mom and and looking back at the days of being young and learning and following her lead and, and you know, just kind of seeing the way she handled things and seeing the good in that. And look, honestly, even seeing some of the bad in it, like seeing some things that like, I, I don't want to do things like that. Like, I don't feel like that's the way I would want to handle that. Uh, you take that to any situation and it's at least something you can learn from. You can learn by a good example. You can learn by a bad example. And so that's where, um, you know, when I look back with, uh, with, you know, when I look back in terms of the memories I have, I, I have to remember that they are memories. And, and this is where nostalgia really, really comes into focus because nostalgia can be, it can be tricky. You know, you can look at something with good memories but you may not be looking at reality, right? And I think back to some of those days, some of those years where I was young, I was a kid, and I didn't understand what was necessarily going on. Maybe the situations that uh, that we were in, or, or you know, in particular that that my in particular the situations that my mom was in. You know, being a parent now, I can see it. But at the time, I didn't understand it. I had no concept of what that meant. And so I can, I, it's really changed my perspective of some things that I've, that I actually had good memories of, or just at least distinct memories of. And it paints them in a new light or, or, um, it's actually, it's actually kind of hard to, it's actually kind of hard to talk about some of this. Um, you know, you learn some things about someone that you've known all of your life, all of your days. And you learn things that you didn't necessarily think would be that person. And it changes your it changes your view of reality. It changes your view of what people can be. Because you don't necessarily know what's in someone's head as much as you might know them, as long as you might know them. And so when you have that kind of experience, it changes even how you see your own past and your own memories just in general. And, um, it's given me a lot of, uh, it's given me a lot to think about. And, you know, I, I could even say like this, it seems to be a thing that it, it's like one of those things where you, you see it firsthand. And so then when you look around you, that's all you see. You know, you see yourself going through a, a period or, or an experience where you're thinking a lot about the past 
Are you thinking a lot about how things, maybe how things could have been, or maybe how things did turn out, or maybe, um, you know, maybe some opportunities that were missed or some, you know, you just think a lot about the alternatives, like what if this or what if that versus what actually is. And so when you look around you then, because that's all in your head and you look around you and you see, wait, that's like everything. And maybe, like I said, maybe it's me, but I've seen it everywhere, especially in these last six or seven months. You know, you look at movies and, you know, movies are something that I've always enjoyed and I've always found a little bit of an escape with and, and you know, uh, whether it's for entertainment or for um, intrigue or whatever. I, I, I find it as a little bit of an escape from, you know, the daily... Um, things that we have to deal with. And yet so many movies that are coming out and and have been coming out, but I mean, the biggest movie of this year at this point right now is a sequel to Top Gun, a movie that came out over 30 years ago. And it's about how things change over time and maybe how you don't know everything about the past And so you have to do a little bit of searching, a little bit of digging to really uncover what the past means and how you go forward. And, you know, and that's just one movie, right? There are plenty of others that have been coming out. And and so when you see that, I mean, even Jurassic Park, the sequel to that, it's got all the old characters and then the newer characters. And it's like just kind of rehashing the same old thing. But then you have like the Matrix, you know, uh, whatever it was, Matrix re, re, Revisited or whatever the hell. There's so many mo- Ghostbusters. There's so many movies that are just like dragging up old things and maybe putting a new light on them, maybe uh, reframing what we thought we knew or whatever. Um, I don't know. I guess I just see it now more than I would have seen it before. Or at least I... I I can draw a more clearer connection to my own experience. And it's not necessarily a good connection. You know, I, uh, because this is personal. This is like a personal experience I'm going through. It's not just, oh, this is an interesting moment in time or, or a phase or something. This is like a real, um, it's a hard thing I've been going through. So it doesn't seem as, entertaining it doesn't seem as maybe even frivolous or or kind of uh disposable it seems like it's something that's incredibly important and so you know when i think about that way it's like nostalgia it doesn't it doesn't feel fun now you know i even think about like um music or or songs that I would have heard during those times. I mean, <laughs> I was just talking about this with somebody the other day where the new trailer for the new Thor movie comes out and it's got Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine as the kind of backing song to it all. And there was a point where I would have thought, oh, check that out. That's cool. Where they got Guns N' Roses to sign off on a trailer. 
for a Marvel movie. Whoa, okay. Somebody's pulling some big strings to get that done. Because they don't really they don't really do that kind of thing. But when I look at it through the lens of what I've gone through here lately, you know, I remember distinctly that when that song came out, what was it like 1986 or 87 or something? You know, that song, Sweet Child of Mine, that was one of those few moments in time where things kind of lined up. And me and my mom, we had the exact same taste in music. When that song came on the radio, that was it. We just like cranked it up. This is the song. Now, I don't remember, and I'm pretty sure mom never heard the rest of that album that that song was from, but I did. And of course, that's where we parted ways, probably. Because uh, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have... uh, she wouldn't have been down with the rest of the album. But that song in particular, at least, for me, it has a very distinct meaning. And it's not necessarily rooted in the song itself or, you know, whatever was going on at the time. It's just the that was a period where, you know, me and my mom, we really were like, we were really one in the same with our musical tastes for that short moment, you know. So... That's where nostalgia feels like it's something that you you have to have a little reverence for and to see it. And, and you know, it's weird because now I just see it as like it's exploited. And I guess it's always been that way. It's probably always been that way. Every time there's a sequel, even if it's, you know, something that came out just a couple years after the, the original, um, you know, if it's a cover song something that's, you know, not too long after the original or the, the original band or whatever. It's playing on your connection, your emotional, uh, your mental connection to whatever the original thing was. If you're familiar with it, right? If you're not familiar with it, if that was before your time, I get it. You're not going to understand it. You're just going to have a, only a connection to the new thing. And only if you dig back and go back in time you might start to have a different context for it. But looking at it that way, looking at what the power of nostalgia means in terms of consuming content and things that are out in the world, I found it a little more troubling than before. Whereas it seemed more of a novelty now it, it seems really kind of, um, it just seems kind of off-putting. It's a little slimy, you know. That's not to say you can't still enjoy things. Like, I enjoyed the Top Gun movie. Um, I didn't enjoy the Jurassic World, Jurassic whatever movie. Uh, but that's for, you know, that's from still being able to compartmentalize a little bit of like what is this actual thing and how does it relate to the original versus just what is this thing and do I enjoy it or not so you know that's looking at it from the side of consuming this content right of watching a movie of listening to a song or or reading the book or whatever it is but what if you're that person on the other side of it 
if you're that person that is creating this content, that is building this, that is coming up with these ideas, that is executing, that is doing the work to make these things, you know, there's a little bit of it that I understand uh, and I appreciate that is doing it in the form of homage or tribute to, you know, something that you enjoyed, something that influenced you and doing your own version of it. I get it. I totally understand it. I've done it myself. So that's cool. That's, that's all fine. But if that's the only reason you're doing it, that's where you, you, you have to look at yourself. You have to look at what you're doing and why does that matter? Why is that, why is that what you're doing? And that's where I feel like nostalgia when it comes to creative work, you know, to kind of bring it all back now. When it comes to our creative work and, and what we do and the ideas that we have and how they're informed by the things that we like or the memories that we have or, or things that we enjoyed in the past. When we take that forward and we say, well, we're going to iterate on that or we're going to redo it or remake it or have, you know, uh, uh, the next version of it, the sequel, whatever. I, that's where I think it's, it's important to look at your reasons why. And really be honest with yourself about why it is that you feel this is necessary. Because if you're not sure, or if you even really are coming at it with a different agenda versus you're celebrating something or, um, you know, maybe re reiterating it for a different audience, you know, like, you know, the, in a sense, like even just the, the whole remix culture is a thing where it's so immediate you know, a remix come a song comes out and then a remix comes in, comes a comes out, you know, at some point, not too long after the original. So it's somewhat directly connected in a way. But if it's something that is uh it's almost like um exploiting the original and not maybe giving credit or or really, you know, that I, I mean, I think that's that was the big debate and the controversy over sampling in what the late '80s and '90s with hip hop and all that, where it's like you're you're pulling from these songs and these things that are part of popular culture, but you're not necessarily giving due to the original artist. Uh, that's a whole thing, but it it is a matter of you you are playing on someone's nostalgia. And if you're doing it for your own reasons of, of, of nostalgia and, and honoring or celebrating something that you enjoyed, that's one thing. But if you're doing it because you just know people are going to eat it up, man, I, you really got to think about that. And so, you know, I can't think that I've really done that. You know, I've, I've it, this whole thing has really caused me to examine a lot of what I've, a lot of what I've done, either the work that I've you know, worked on the projects I've worked on or like art that I've created ideas that I have things that I've, you know, tried to get off the ground. Like, why did I do this? Did I do this for really honest reasons of this is something I enjoy. And, and maybe there are parts of something that pay homage to something in the past or whatever. Or is this, well, I know people are going to connect this to that. 
And, you know, I, I feel like I might get something out of that. And I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever really, I have looked at things that I've done and I don't really see it, but maybe it's there. I don't know. But that's what this whole thing is about. It's about looking at yourself and looking at your feelings about something in the past. And it's hard to even say, you know, memories of something in the past, because again, nostalgia, it's, it's not just memories. It's your memories plus your emotions equals something else. Something that's not entirely accurate, but it's not entirely um, invalid either, right? Your feelings about something, memory that you had, that's, that's the way you see it. And that's kind of what nostalgia equals, I, I, I feel like. And it's just important to know the difference, to be able to distinguish that. That's what I think. And so, you know, I guess if, if there's anything with this episode, it's, it's more about look at that. Take the time to look at that and think about it. And if you feel like you've done something that is out of nostalgia and with good reason, then you're on the right track, I think you've done something that is, uh, you've worked on something, created something, you, you even just have an idea for something that you want to do one day. And you're like, uh, you know, you're thinking that, well, you know, people liked this. It was a big hit. It was a big deal. It made an impact. So I'm just going to do something that really feels like that. And yet, you know, doesn't necessarily offer anything new. Um, that's important to recognize that. So that's, uh, you know, I, it's really hard to kind of wrap my head around this a little bit because I'm still in a little bit of a haze about a lot of things. But this idea of nostalgia is one that I really got caught up in. And in, in a way, it kind of twisted a lot of my ideas about what I want to do. Like, I, I, you know, the projects that I have in mind and and even just honestly, like the day-to-day -day work that I do. So, you know, there are other, <laughs> I go back and listen to previous episodes and I think, oh, I, you know, I have a new take on some of this stuff now. And I, I can't necessarily go back on anything I've said. I, I mean, I guess I could, but I still believe in the things I said. It's just like I have new, <laughs> new information has come to light, man. You get it? So that's what we're talking about. And with that in mind, I want to wrap this up. I want to wrap this episode up because this is probably going to be the last episode of Sketch and Release. And not to say this is going to be the last episode of anything, but of this, under this name, I think we're done. And not because I don't want to do this anymore, but only because I... I feel like I've said a lot of what I want to say. I mean, there's 25 episodes or so now. And in terms of creativity and, and, and all this about, you know, how we learn lessons and, and we be better and be more productive and whatever, uh, that's still important to me. That's still something that I encourage and I try to talk to with anybody that's doing creative work. It's like, you know, look at this and apply it to that and whatever. All of that's still relevant. But there's more to it. 
there's more to what I'm doing. There's more to creative work. So we're going to change some things up. And if you've just, look, if you just found this uh, sketch and release, uh, well, you know, I'm sorry. I <laughs> hate to switch gears on you now, but there are episodes before this that well, you might find something of interest in. And if you know somebody that's in creative field or, you know, does creative work, there might be something there for them too. So maybe, you know, check it out. Um, but going forward, this is going to be something different. I'm not really sure what the name is going to be yet, but uh, actually, you know what? I do. Let's just go with it. I'm going to pick it right now. I'm going to figure it out right now. Because something that, uh, something that occurred to me is that a lot of what I've tried to do with this, with sketch and release, is I've tried to give some insight and maybe some tips or some constructive um I don't know, some, some help in a way. Right. And yet some of the stuff that I do need to talk about that I do want to talk about things that have come into my mind because of all this that I've just recently gone through, it may not help. It may not be any help to you. It may help me. It may not help me either. I don't know. But let's just do this. We're going to call this from now on. This is not helping. How about that? Because I don't know. It might help you. It might not. It's just going to be kind of bullshitting a little bit. Still going to talk about some of this stuff. Got some other stuff I want to talk about. But I need something that is going to at least be broad enough that I can throw everything into the bucket. And yet uh, don't kind of paint myself into a corner. So let's do that. Okay. When you hear this episode, thank you for subscribing, first of all. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for at least checking this one out, if you haven't checked out the previous ones. Either way, whoever you are, whoever's listening, if you listen to this episode, when you hear this, go to thisisnothelping.com. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling my shot, okay? There, you're going to see something that's new. Or, well, you're going to hear something that's new. It's going to sound a little bit like this. Some of the same vibe, some of the same gist. But it's going to be, we're going to be pushing things a little further, okay? We're going to, we're going to push the envelope a little more. We're going to try some different things. It's not just going to be this creative talk about whatever, like, oh, do this and be better. It's going to be a little more loose, okay? Or looser, whatever. Hey, pick your grammar. I don't care. Either way. Go there. This is not helping.com. Okay. I need to go get that domain right now because uh, I don't know if that's might not even be available, but I'm recording it and we're just going to see what happens. All right. So when you hear this, that's where you go. This is not helping.com. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this. Um, I hope that, you know, if this episode was a little bit off, I'm sorry, but it's important to me. I just had to say some of this and, and kind of get it off my chest because I got to move forward. If you're looking for a little more of this, there are the previous episodes. Uh, you can go check all those out. It's 20 something episodes now. 
Um, but in the meantime, we're going to move forward and we're going to, tr- we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to learn English. That's what I'm going to do. But also we're going to talk about some other things too. So hope you join me there. This is not helping.com. If you are subscribed to this, Hey, guess what? You're going to get, this is a, not helping the new thing in the same feed. So there you go. You don't have to do any work. Okay. It's all done for you. All right. I don't know about that part, actually. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But in the meantime, um, keep creating. <laughs> I mean, you should be doing that. But anyway, look, I, okay, I'm done. I, <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done.